You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome, listener, and good day to you. This is episode 88 of the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast, and we are so glad that you are joining us for these 30 minutes of discussing God's story through the Bible. Um, If you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I'm going to ask you to do several things right now, and they're important things. Number one, if if you are listening to episode 88 of a podcast, we assume that you've already liked and subscribed. But if for whatever reason you have been sitting on the fence and you have not made that commitment, I'm urging you right now. Even if you're driving, I don't care. Every car, cars have like those auto drive features, right? Matt, you've got one of those cars now. Yeah. Go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Whatever that positive interaction, the plus mark, the checkbox, the heart sign, whatever that looks like, and you're going to receive a notification every Tuesday morning when we, re- we release a new episode. The second thing I'm going to ask you to do is please give us a give us a, a message, whether it be one of encouragement or criticism, or maybe a testimony about how listening to the podcast has changed your view of, uh, reading God's story. Uh, you can do that on our website, better than fiction, Biblepodcast.com. I would say that's probably the number one thing we look forward to is yeah, folks. We, we, um, we've got a small group of people that will write in to us every single week and we love receiving those. It's not that we're tired of hearing each other, but we'd love to hear from you as well. Indeed. Yes, even though that ha- does not help us algorithmically at all. Yeah. That's probably the thing that we value the most. And if you if you're feeling a little spicy, maybe even give us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Hey, oh, that does help us. And hey, you you mentioned the auto driving car people. If you don't have the auto drive, which puts you in the same category as me, just gently put on that turn signal, pull over to the shoulder of the road, and just you know subscribe that way. <laughs> that that's hey, how let, important. So this let's is. clarify. My wife has the auto drive, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I do not have the auto drive. I have the, what? You don't have that blue cruise? No, yeah, no, it's an upgrade. Like the, my vehicle is capable of it, but it's an upgrade. So, okay. Wow. Well. But anyway, um, where, we, where are we going today? Genesis 18 verses 16 through 21. We're back here with Abraham again. Today's episode and is brought to you by AutoDrive. It's brought to you by Blue Crew, Ford Blue Cruise. <laughs> that's, that's right. But, uh, we do want to talk about, um, today, the Abraham story and how it moves forward. And I think it might connect today in maybe some surprising ways, maybe ways that, uh, um, we haven't thought about before. Maybe you have not thought about before. I'm just continually amazed fellas at what Gandalf has called before the flyover country of the Bible, like all of the details that we just typically don't think that there's anything here. Like if I'm thinking about Genesis 18, I'm thinking about the opening conversations with, you know, the name change and the baby promise. And then Abraham's discussion about, you know, is God going to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah if there are 50 righteous people? I forget about this little section in the middle. And it's amazing what you see when you read slow. 
Yeah, uh, like 16 through 21 is basically Missouri of the Bible. So uh, we uh, do have Missouri listeners because we've heard you from heard, them. You heard me. There it is. Missouri <laughs> listeners, do not turn us off. Do not cancel. That's, um, that's right. Oh, goodness. Gandalf, you're always the the guy who, like, I remember when you talked about, like, weird third-party platforms, and I was like, my mother-in-law listens through one of those. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, Gandalf, man. why don't you read for us this morning? Why don't you read Genesis that, 18, 16 through 21, and uh, then we'll talk about it. All right. This is 16 through 21 of Genesis 18, as always, from the ESV. As always. Then the men set out from there, and they looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to set them on their way. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed by him. For I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Mm. That's the epitome of what we talked about last episode, like when the man comes around. That's yes. <laughs> the man is coming around. It's, it's oh, kind man. Of a, it's just kind of a weird reading. turn. Oh, go ahead. No, just just his reading. I noticed some more things, be even beyond what we talked about in the pre-recording. But but we need to we need to start with verse sixteen. Yeah, and when I was just going to say, just pause, even hitting that. Like, what what an ominous turn in the passage. You know, uh, la- a couple of weeks ago, we're like, oh, it's not always terrible when God comes around. That doesn't always mean something apocalyptic. But in this in this chapter, it's like, all right, God shows up. They have a snack. They get in a good laugh with Sarah, and then something apocalyptic is going to happen. Yeah, the worst <laughs> thing that happened in the previous section was that, you know, like the panic bread. Yeah, the, the, the panic bread. <laughs> never, destroy, now, never destroy a city on an empty stomach is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I, I love how I, I love how it immediately starts out with like, God's like, all right, listen, I'm not going to lie to you, Abraham. It's bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. Now, you just guys got as, any Lunchables? No, sorry. That's right. Uh, <laughs> just as a reminder, the men spoken of here we know are spiritual beings because they are called angels in the very next chapter. Yeah. And, and Abraham speaks to the man in the middle, so to speak as, um, as God. And this is as, for instance, Yahweh said, look at verse 17. Uh, this is, this is God speaking. The Bible makes no qualms that this is the angel of the Lord, even though he's not called angel of the Lord, it's, he is given the same reverence as we do the angel of the Lord. And these other two men are called angels. So just some interesting things. Um, Gandalf, we've talked before about, we talk about Chekhov's gun, being able to, you know, if you see something like a gun hanging above the door, it better go off, you know, by the end of the, uh, you know, the, you know, act, by the third act, by like the third it, act, it, something, someone something like better that. be dead. But there is such a thing in stories is that, have you ever been to a movie or you're reading a book and you already know, all right, I know what's going to happen, even though you've oh, never, yeah, never seen it before. And what's our word? What's that called? Dr. Van Horn? I mean, it's just the structural component that there are, there are certain devices that are become so, uh, common that they become structural elements that just, you know, 
plug plug them into given story, change the names of the characters and the and the names of the settings, and you can more or less piece together some standard expectations uh, of how the story will unfold. So is it? Well, fair? there's actually um, the, one of my best, ex- one of my favorite examples of like cinematic language is like the opening to Star Wars: A New Hope, the original one, and like mm-hmm. the, if you remember that movie starts off with the best, you one. know, a pe- yeah, it pans down the cat into like space. And you see this tiny little ship flying across the screen. And then all of a sudden you see like this massive triangle shaped ship that's like overbearing and it covers the entire screen. And like without even a word being spoken, you instantly know, okay, the little ship is the good guy running away from the evil ship. And, and, and that, yeah. And you have so much, you can communicate. It's the opposite of the Michael Bay approach, which is let's shove as much stuff in CGI on the screen as possible. Right. Um, Transformers, robots in disgust. Okay. Apo- apologies, uh, if Brother Bay is listening to this. I apologize. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I, well, so is it mean, fair to say, Gandalf, that Chekhov's gun, what we've talked about so much, it it's kind of finds its home in structuralism. Like the reason Chekhov's gun is a thing is because there's this idea of structure that stories work in a certain way that we're conditioned to look. You, you talked about um knowing where the story is going. I already know. I already know what you're about going to say next, Matt. Like, oh, the, ha- having recorded this podcast for 88 episodes. Oh, there you go. Lay, dude, lay it on us. Well, it says that they set out from there and they look down towards Sodom. That I'm going to, I'm going to assume that means they're on an elevated place. Oh, so my man. There's, my a, me- there's a meeting of God and, my man man. and spiritual beings. My man. A- my man. But, oh, okay. But there's more. We it's need to not get Denzel just, on the show. <laughs> my man. That's right. No one says my man like Denzel Washington. I know. Sorry. But not only. So, so if you look at the language, what he just pointed out, then the men set out from there and they looked down towards Sodom. A uh, couple weeks ago when we looked at this, it was like, it was jumping out at us and we never paid attention. And the fact that where they are, the Oaks of Mamre, it's on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> we're told that it's on, it's on Hebron. It's on Hebron. Now, so what's really interesting or when you think about this, yeah, is not only Gandalf, are they on a hill, they are meeting where, what did the opening verse of Genesis 18, one say, do you remember where are they meeting by the Oaks of memory? So they're on a hill yeah. next to trees, significant and trees, yeah, significant trees. And they are meeting with what? Uh, divine beings. Divi- divine oh beings, my uh, goodness. This is, there should be bells going off. Like, but wait, yeah, there's I, more. <laughs> I've seen this before. Yeah, absolutely. So this just, I mean, this, this is the whole flyover thing. You don't pay attention to this stuff. I don't pay attention to this stuff. And you go slow and you see this stuff. And what's interesting is in verse 17, when the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham, what I'm about to do at these trees. God is going to give on God's terms, Abraham knowledge. Abraham is not grasping knowledge from God, but God's uh, offering Abraham I knowledge. I love that. I love so, that. Man, it's, uh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> but, but Nathan, you said something before the podcast that, man, I don't know how I thought about this, but this, this is beautiful. And it ties into this whole idea of not just Eden, but what we don't often think of Adam being, and certainly Abraham is being, uh, and it, it is a certain theme. Why don't you yeah, go, so, go you know, we, Yeah. And we talk about this. We're guilty of the very same thing we say not to do because we're doing an episode every week. And so it's, it's very tempting for us to think about the next episode, right? The next 
pericope, right. the next paragraph of scripture. And so it's easy for us to lose the connectedness of this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, when in our earlier discussions about this episode, we're like, okay, we have a strong transition from uh, Abraham serving this meal to they're looking down on Sodom and Gomorrah from a mountain and then the judgment's coming. Uh, but in between that, Abraham is going to plead on behalf of the city. He's going to try to intercede on its behalf, right? The, can I find mm -hmm. X amount of righteous people and you stay your judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And here's the thing that I'd never put together. And we'll together. look at that at length next week. Yeah. And, and, and here's what I'd never put together. We've talked about the tree. We've talked about the hill. And we've talked about in recent weeks, this is right after the whole tree, the whole hill. This is right after Abraham has served them a meal. Are you tracking with me? Mm. Gandalf, pretend it's not a Bible podcast. Pretending we're, pretend we're talking about any other ancient religion in the ancient world. Who is responsible for giving food to divine beings? Priests or priest figures. Ding, oh, man. ding, ding. This is Abraham. And that makes so much more sense of the intercession on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Abraham. Uh, this is, is Abraham stepping into the priestly role. Mm -hmm. And and uh, we know the we know the story. Hey, hey, Nathan, before you go oh, any go further, just because some of our listeners may not be familiar with the whole idea of priesthood. Why don't you explain what the priest and the high priest do later in the text, just really quick, the whole idea of the, the go-between, the mediator? Yeah, because yeah, so, I don't think Michael Bay is familiar with that. So I'll have to explain that to him real quick. Good. We'll give him another Transformer script out of this because um, he doesn't need much. Just this and some CGI uh, and an audience of 12-year-old boys. Okay, I said it. I'm, man, I am salty today. Um yeah, and so in the ancient world, the, the easiest way to capture the role of priest is someone who is mediating or bridging the heavenly realm and the earthly realm, right? Right. Um, someone who is showing that earthly inhabitants sufficiently honor, respect, and appreciate heavenly occupants. Uh, this is often communicated through food, through sacrifices. Um, that's And that's transcultural. In, in the Bible, that gets bound up with God's covenant promises and purposes. Meals just keep coming back up. How interesting in Eden, the first sin is a meal right after they're outside of the garden and they're offering sacrifices. Cain and Abel grow different types of food, right? Mm. Well, we, we, we've talked a lot about the food thing. In, in, the, in the Exodus, right before God sets them free from Egypt, he's like, hey, you guys have dinner on me, right? The whole unblemished right. lamb thing. Um, uh, Matt, we were talking about, man, this is huge. When they get to Sinai, uh, mm -hmm. you will, you will go from a key figure like Abraham to God using priestly language of the whole nation. Now, if right. you obey me, this is Exodus 19, five and six. If you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then among all the nations of the world, you will be my special possession, even though the whole earth is mine and you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That's Exodus 19. On the other side of the giving of the law in Exodus 24, Matt made this point to me, right before Moses goes back up to solidify the covenant and get the instructions for the tabernacle, what happens on the mountain? The 70 elders go up the mountain halfway and they meet with God, have a meal with him and actually see God. It is a very unique passage. 
that, because this is not just Moses, but the 70 elders of Israel. It's, it's a spreading of the priestly role. Yes. And, then, and then, man, when you get to Leviticus, this is what we miss with sacrifices. Sacrifices seem so weird to us. We focus on the when, uh, we focus on the what, and we miss the other important questions like the when and the who. Uh, they don't offer sacrifices till God comes down the mountain and dwells in the camp. It's like, it's like Eden at the bottom of the mountain, God moving in the midst of his people. And, mm. uh, in, in other words, sacrifice, they're, they're bringing different types of food is not the requirement for them to come to God. It's the response of God coming to them. That's beautiful in and of itself. But what we mm. overlook in the sacrificial system is that it's not just the Levites who have a role in the sacrifice. Read through Leviticus. The people themselves have an active role in the giving of the sacrifice. They have a priestly duty, and it's how they handle things that would be regarded as food. I think Gandalf, it's, go ahead. Yeah. Gandalf, are you tracking with him the whole idea of a kingdom of priests that Israel was to be the go-between? Not just a mm -hmm. kingdom with priests, a kingdom yeah. of priests. And, and, right. and again, let, uh, Take this back to Genesis 18. This is a connection I had not made today, uh, made until today in, in conjunction with what we're talking about. Abraham, right before he intercedes on behalf of Sodom, offers a meal, right? Go back to the call of Abraham. God says, I'm going to bless you and I'll bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. And through your descendants, all the families of the earth will be blessed. In the ancient world, who gives the blessing? The priests, priests. do. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, so I, I really think it's easy. I certainly have. It's easy to miss that priestly development in the character of Abraham. I think it's happening in this passage. We'll see it again uh, with the intercession on behalf of Abimelech in a couple of chapters. But I think this is where that's entering the narrative uh, at an individual level. And later we'll go on to be okay. at the corporate level. Not to just pull us back into to the discussion on election, but look at verse 17. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. It's a reiteration of Genesis 12. Mm -hmm. Then it says, for I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised to him, which is what? It just was reiterated that the earth would be blessed through him. This whole idea of chosen here is attached to the calling of Abraham, that Abraham has been called to a task. He has been called to a mission. And he is now, because this is Abraham's mission, is to bring blessing to the world. Oh, my goodness. And then right here at the end of uh, Genesis 18, he has, an opportunity. <laughs> he has an opportunity to be a blessing to the people of Sodom because well, and, he, yeah. inter he intercedes for them. And, and I'm not going to take too long to go down this trail. Um, and we haven't really talked about this with the whole election thing, but so often in the Old Testament, especially uh, uh, language that is translated as election. Uh, mm -hmm. So like in, in the ESV 19 has for I have chosen you. In the Hebrew, this is literally yada, known. known. Yeah. And that's deeply rooted in those Genesis Eden narratives. Then mm. Adam knew his wife. You, you see what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah. uh, there's, that's a whole other thing to hop down on another day um, when we run out of episodes, you know, when we finish the Bible. 
<laughs> oh, we, that, there's no danger of us running out. Uh, so, of so I've got a question for Gandalf. As, as we're right. working through this, is there also any other idea or theme that we've gone over previously in the stories where God comes down to just check things out to see how things are going? Well, yeah, that happens in Eden after the uh, yeah uh, after after the the incident. Yeah, it, involving so he, a meal. He, it, it, <laughs> he, yeah, it's not a good meal though. It's 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 not Sarah's Lunchables. It's, That's right. It's bad. And there's <laughs> one other time. When does he come come down to check things out? Babel, Babel. Right. Yeah. So it, uh, so it's it, it's interesting. I, I'm seeing a pattern here. Right. So it, it's it's interesting. I'm just saying, if the, you're minding your business and got up eating cheese and crackers in the background, watch your step. Yes. Somebody goofed. <laughs> but but here's something that needs to be pointed out. I mean that as so, reverently as possible. So if Adam is functioning as a priest in the Garden of Eden, God comes down and meets with him. So Abraham is not set apart as a priest until after Babel. So the story, the Babel story, is what happens when there's not a go-between. When there's not a priest for God, that God oh, intercedes. Oh, I love that. Isn't that neat? Because it's neat right after together? it's right after Babel that God calls Abraham. Exactly. It's like, hey, I've got to have a priest so that the whole nation, that the whole world, is going to be blessed. Dude, I, I, there I, needs to be a mediator. I love that. This is me hearing that in real time. Yeah, that, I love that, that. It's just, man, it's just so neat how this stuff fits together. I um. Well, and there's, and there's at least one other component that we need to hit. Um, this is the, the initial direction that we were going to take the episode is, and this is, I think what you were asking earlier, I just didn't want to go there too quickly. And I didn't trust myself, uh, to, to bridge that arc. Um, you were asking about what priests do. Um, this is, uh, again, it's not just Abraham and God in this passage. It's Abraham, God, and two other spiritual beings, spiritual beings. And so. This is God, you know, this is not God just talking to himself, shall I reveal to Abraham? This is God talking with that heavenly company, right? Uh, this is, yeah. this is, re- this is reminiscent of that scene we discussed from first Kings 22. This looks- I'm honestly, sh- I'm honestly shocked that Matt didn't, hasn't jumped on that guy. I, I wanted to say that I was like, this sounds like a heavenly council meeting. Well, to me. so, so also, I, well, then tag you're in. Yeah, so there's that, but there's, there's one more thing I just thought about Ben. So later when the priest is going to meet in the tabernacle and the temple and the Ark of the covenant. So the Shekinah glory of God appears above the mercy seat in between two, what? And, ah, two spiritual beings. Ah, this guy. Oh man. I, (laughs) do you, do you get what I'm saying? Gandalf? Yeah, because he's in this story, he's accompanied by excuse me while I take off my dot connecting crown and hand it to Matt and Tupelo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So okay. I have nothing. I am a broken man. I have nothing left. No. No. <laughs> the so verse 16 though, we've talked about before the whole idea of men meeting with gods. We've talked about that with Adam. We've now talked about this with Abraham. We've talked forward about that with Moses, but we've also mentioned the whole idea of a divine council. This is first Kings 22. We we're running out of time on today's podcast, so we don't have time to reread that. We, I, do you remember what episode it was Gandalf? Oh, where we gosh, did divine no. council discussion. <laughs> no, I, d- I don't remember. It, w- it was one of the early ones. All right. But, uh, uh, super, exactly super, super fans. You will know. <laughs> right. So when we talk about, you know, first Kings 22, where 
the prophet Micaiah reveals what's going on in the heavenly spaces. And he reveals that there is this divine staff meeting, essentially, where these spiritual beings, the host of heaven to the left and the right, and God is there in the center. And God asks the host of heaven, uh, how are we going to get rid of, uh, or how do you, how should we get rid of evil King Ahab? Now he doesn't ask them, should he? He asks them, you know, how, how are we going to do it? And you know, one spirit says this and one spirit says that. So he's the sovereign, he just, he's the sovereign because he's deciding yeah. what will happen and he gets final say on how it will happen. It, it, and this literally is, the Godfather, literally but, God, the father, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But, but also in the whole idea of sovereignty and stuff like that. And now this is working with man, but not spiritual beings. For instance, God decided to make the animals, but he allowed man's to, to name them. That and doesn't it, make it, God is, is that part sovereign. of, is that part of, you know, again, we talked about Eden as like the earthly temple. Is that part right. of like the priestly thing of Adam? Right. It's yeah. It's participating. That gets, that gets passed on to Cain and Abel. That's why they're offering sacrifices. But dude, priests are to carry out the mission of God on the earth. That's right. They care. That's right. They carry out heavenly duties on the earth. That's it. So, so there is, and oh man, think about Exodus and how the tabernacle is designed. Okay. I'm going to ask Gandalf a question. Okay. Do you remember what the tabernacle was designed? The thing they built on Earth was designed after. Well, and it's it's, it's even the the whole um, again not to go back to Eden. The significant thing, the tree that is in the middle of the garden. Where's the tabernacle in the camp? The middle of the camp. Three tribes on it's, each side. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's there's there's so there's so many little things. But again, it's interesting for me going back to this heavenly board meeting. Here is a mm -hmm. heavenly board meeting that you know they're meeting at starbucks for the they're not in the heavenlies they're meeting in an earthly location they're meeting on a mountain and abraham is brought to the table <laughs> staff retreat <laughs> that's it yeah um mystery mystery lunch um um i keep coming back to lunchables anyway abraham is brought to the meeting precisely as he's stepping into a priestly role oh guys there is so much to i this know it we're running i know out of time it. i know it Ironically, Matt and I have to get to a earthly staff meeting That's right. amazing. That's in just a few minutes. But hey, I just want to touch on this and we can t get dig into more of this next week. So Nathan, you mentioned before the podcast, the whole idea of when the church meets together, whatever you bind in heaven, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven is the whole idea of convening as the church of God when decisions are made. It is mirroring what is taking place in the heavenly spaces. Is that is that when the the saints of God convene in order to carry out spiritual things on the earth, it is a reflection, uh, sometimes a poor reflection, but is a reflection of what takes place in the heavenly spaces. And it's also when you think of how Abraham is especially viewed by the Jews later, have an intercessory role even in the life to come, uh, man. Yeah, you've got there, the you've got I, the we need got to the, save this conversation of intercession for the next podcast. I mean, go I, ahead and say mm, what you're going to say, but there I, there's something to I, this. And I think I've mentioned it before that Jewish tradition where Abraham sits outside the gates of hell so that none of the sons of Israel gets put there by mistake. Mm. Uh like, oh, 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 one almost got away, snatched from the flames. Yeah. And right. and and here's Abraham at the beginning of his priestly office trying to snatch an entire city from the flames. Um Mm. And what city? Not not Israel. But he, he's praying for Gentiles. 
That's ding, ding, ding. He's big. He's praying for Gentiles. He's, oh man, because the whole world is going to be blessed. Um, man, oh man, there's, so, mm-hmm. there's, there's a thousand directions we could go at this point. This is, this is good stuff, but uh, the Bible is beautiful, folks, if you haven't figured it out by now. It is. Well, well, listener, next week we'll continue on the story with, well, righteousness, wickedness, and intercession. And the only way you're going to know when that episode drops is if you're subscribed to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I will intercede on your behalf and remind you that it, it, whether whether you have Blue Cruise autopilot or you have to pull off the side <laughs> of the road, go ahead and do that <laughs> right now. And you'll receive that notification every Tuesday morning. Um, until then, you guys have a great week and we will see you back here next week as we continue discussing the grand narrative. See, see you. you next time. Alone. And an apology to our Missouri listeners. <laughs>